Hello, everyone. I'm Mark L. Vincent. I am the director of the Convene Consulting Network. And if you're like me in these times, you have been getting a proliferation of information. It's just cascading all over the place to us. Just today, I had someone send me an email about the three things I have to do as a leader. It was followed by an email from someone saying, here are the five things you have to do as a leader. And then uh, just before I began this, what will be this interview with Kay Edwards, I got a video from someone that I respect that says, hey, here are the seven things you have to do uh, if you're a leader and you want to get through this time of change and crisis. And in the middle of all of that kind of information, so much of which seems to be rehashed, repackaged stuff that we already know and we're already doing, I wanted to dig a little bit more deeply and get at some information that we do need to know, information that would add value, uh, a way to think about how we sift and sort to get to things that help us innovate, disrupt the reality that we're facing and move forward. And so I'm really pleased that Kay Edwards would join me. Uh, Kay is the CEO and founder of Outside Network. And Kay, that's where I want to start. Uh, the word outside, I had to look it up. And it means to look external, at least in its most generic uh, form. Can you tell us a little bit about why that's the name of the company? Yes. Well, when we picked the name, we thought we had made up a word and we discovered that it is a word that's fallen out of usage, but it means the power of perceiving external things. And we just really believe that's what God is calling us to do, to be that outside perspective, to work with mission-driven leaders who care about their audiences and care about their companies and their communities and come alongside them and help them listen effectively so that they can understand what to do next. So if I'm a leader and I am showing outside, what are the evidences of that? How does it show up? Well, I think it's about asking good questions. I have a favorite saying that leaders don't have better answers, they ask better questions. And our mission is to um, build lasting relationships and be relentlessly helpful. And the first step in building a relationship, as you know, is to ask great questions. It's to listen to the other person. So really that's, that's what we are about. And, and great leaders take the time to listen and ask really good questions, whether they're talking to their team, their employees, their um, customers, their um, community. It's really about asking good questions. So I'd like to dig in a little bit more deeply to that just because sure. of the moment that we're in. Um, this seems to be a time where folks are feeling a lot of emergency mm -hmm. and it becomes a time where I'm going to tell you what we need to do. I'll ask questions later. Let's act. Uh, so why listen and ask, or maybe I should say why ask and, and then actually really listen uh, at this time? Well, I think it's, Partly what you said when you started, uh, that we're getting so much information. You know, what do we do now? How do we react? And it's really important to, to remember that in times like this, things are changing so very quickly. So I, I think it was uh, Vladimir Lenin who had a famous quote that said, there are decades when nothing happens, and then there are weeks when decades happen. <laughs> and that's what it oh. feels like we're in now. So what was true two weeks ago? isn't necessarily the case now. So it's really important now to make sure that we aren't making any assumptions based on what was uh, true 
three weeks ago and to just, just be constantly listening to our audiences, to our customers. So what should I be listening for as a leader? What would drive even the questions that I should be asking? Mm -hmm. That is a really good question. I think it is a first about the context. So what's happening in the lives of your customers right now? What are they experiencing? Not just from you, but from the environment around them. What's coming at them? What are they feeling? What are their particular pain points? And how does what you do meet their needs? And what role do you play in their lives? Those, those are classic questions that we think about in, in times when change isn't so prevalent, but now more than ever, we need to be asking those, not just once in a while, but almost every day. That makes me wonder uh, a bit. So given the fact that change is happening in radical ways and it's happening at a speed that's faster than the fast that we thought it was already happening. Mm -hmm. uh, how do I get at that information? How do I seek it out uh, and get it as close to real time as I can without like invading privacy? Mm -hmm. Another great question. So the advice I'm giving to my clients right now is especially for leaders, take some time to identify two or three key audiences that you want to be paying attention to and listening to on a regular basis. And then make sure you make time on your calendar every day, reach out to one person in each of those audiences and just say, how is it going? What are you experiencing right now? How can we help? Be really sensitive to what's going on in their life. Obviously, if you call someone and, and they say, it's not a good time to talk right now, you know, be very polite and, and pay attention to that. But what I'm finding is that when I'm reaching out and not trying to sell something, just saying, how are you? What are you experiencing? People welcome that. And they, there's a sense of connection that I am experiencing that you know, we're all craving right now. Mm -hmm. So you're advocating for some uh, real person, real relationship mm -hmm. kind of connection, as well as getting information from right. that. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the data side over here. Mm -hmm. Can you say a little bit more about the marriage between those two in general, and maybe even specific to this time? Yes. So as leaders, when we're making those personal connections, we're hearing from our audience and we're making assumptions. We're learning from that. At the same time, we need to be paying attention to the broader audience. And there are some great ways to do that. Um, quick polls of our audience via email. What I'm finding is that, you know, we all have a little more time in front of our computers right now. So we've been in the field with a couple of surveys and had really great response. And really good feedback saying, you know, I'm really happy to answer those questions right now. And thank you for listening. Mm. So if we're attentive to, you know, not making our surveys too long and being relevant and paying attention to what's happening in the lives of our audiences, our customers right now, that can give you some real-time feedback that validates what you're hearing on a one-to-one -one basis. It's really important to make sure that we're always testing our assumptions and not just relying on either our gut instinct or a uh, sample size of one or two. 
Um, we're using that kind of qualitative information to create our, our assumptions and insights. And then we're testing that quantitatively with what we're hearing from a broader audience. Okay. So in a sense, it can be a way to do some A, B types mm -hmm. of testing. Mm -hmm. um, yes. You've just connected a couple of dots for me because I was on um, an online kind of webinar not too long ago where they uh, said uh, in a spirit of fun and they really did a great job of making things flow. Hey, go on the chat, answer these two questions really mm -hmm. quickly. And it got us all started uh, in the in the conversation. And mm -hmm. that sounds like what you're you're describing. Am I close? Yes. So... I have always believed that listening is a gift. I was that kid um, when I was growing up. Um, I don't know that these exist anymore, but that was back in the day when we didn't have the internet and we got surveys in the mail. Uh -huh. And I would open those shopper surveys and I thought, how cool is it that somebody is asking me my opinion? I was probably 10 years old at the time, but I filled them out. I thought mm -hmm. that was great. And who knew that you know, in my career that that would be what I'm doing. I'm asking people <laughs> to share their opinions. And my experience is that people really, they appreciate being heard. And mm. if it's genuine and if you are authentically asking questions and authentically paying attention to what people tell you and reacting and using that information and making your products and services better, people really appreciate that. Wow. I'm hearing you use words that uh, don't often go with surveying. You said authenticity or being authentic. You talked about listening, which is paying attention to all the textures and the responses, not just the key piece of data. So not just asking so I can ask, so I can get what I want, mm -hmm. where it's transactional. It has more of a transformative kind of interchange there. And, uh, it makes me want to ask you then if that's the kind of questioning and information seeking that you're describing, what are some of the really good questions that a CEO or a marketing director, whoever's responsible for this in their company could take from this conversation and actually begin to improve things right now? My absolute favorite question, not just for now, but for every single day of my life is what does the world most need us to do? Hmm. That is a question that, first of all, it's hard to answer. So I love questions like that, especially for leaders to ask one-on-one. -on -one. Ask of your team, ask of your customers, what does the world most need us to do? Because it, it requires us to think, but also to reflect on what are our strengths and how do those strengths match up with a specific need of your company, your community, your customers mm. and it really brings some focus to what do we do well that serves a real need for our our clients that almost feels like um, i'm gonna not remember which german theologian it was in the moment here but uh, the idea that where the greatest joy that a person has intersects with the needs of the world mm -hmm. that's kind of the place to go yes. and live and work and you're saying that that's a great kind of a question for a company to ask that is mission driven and is right. being is really trying to honor its sense of mission. Yeah, absolutely. And it was the author Frederick Beekner. Beekner. Yeah, I knew <laughs> yes. it, was, it began with a B, and it wasn't mm -hmm. Bonhoeffer. Okay. So if that's a, a, a great question to ask, mm -hmm. an all-time favorite, what would 
be questions you would steer people away from that would probably cause harm or something? Well, you know, there's no such thing as a bad question, but you do have to pay attention to context. Again, in, especially in the situation where it, now I've received a lot of emails as well, and some of them just seem tone deaf. So we have to pay attention to the context. We also have to pay attention to framing. And what I mean by that is we have to remember um, how we're asking the question. To give you an example, a few years ago, worked with a um, fairly large regional logistics company. And they asked us to do some research among their employees because they were thinking about changing their benefits plan. Well, obviously, you can't go in and say to the employees, can we reduce your benefits? Um, because the answer would be no. Mm. So what we did is we asked questions about what do you love most about this company? What do you love the least about this company? And we learned so much. And what we learned was what, what the employees truly valued about the company. And from there, we could, we could give them some recommendations based on some things that could and should be changed, including in this particular case, there were a lot of employees who felt like they were never appreciated. There was no mm. verbal appreciation. So we could say, you know, you can make a huge change there and have a huge payoff and with improved morale and just a greater working environment, better working environment for your team. And it doesn't cost you anything. Wow. So thinking about the context. And then one thing I need to say is that when you're asking questions, it's usually best to avoid the word why. And I'm not talking about the five whys of, of uh, quality improvement. I'm saying mm -hmm. that if you ask a question, Mark, why did you do that? You sometimes have a, a little bit of reaction to that question and people tend to get a little defensive. So I prefer to use questions like, tell me more about that. What was your reason for doing that? It just is a, a softer way of asking a why question and getting a great response without the other person putting up some barriers. We're coming closer to the end of our time here, Kay, but you've just raised something. I, I want to kind of take a little bit of a turn here mm -hmm. and ask you about. So there is the kind of information seeking where I'm trying to prove a conclusion that I've already reached. Mm -hmm. And there is the type of information seeking where I don't know what I don't know. I'm open. We're investigating. And I would imagine there's some interplay between those. Would you have any perspective there that would be helpful to business leaders about when to use which and so forth? Again, another great question. So we think about it in research terms as exploratory and explanatory. So exploratory is when you really don't know the parameters, you don't have any preconceived notions or assumptions that you're trying to test. You really just are exploring a topic and you, you want to be as expansive as possible. You want, you want all the possible answers. Explanatory is when you already have a pretty good idea, but you now need to validate that. For example, um, we often use um, qualitative interviews, focus groups, as an exploratory method. Tell us all of the possibilities. 
then from those from there we can say okay here are some ideas that we've uncovered through that qualitative that exploratory research let's go test that with a wider audience to see if those assumptions change once we talk to 200 300 400 people okay, okay. That's, that's helpful because it seems like there are times you do need to prove something you've arrived at mm -hmm. as well as we don't know and how do we get that information. And that's really a helpful difference. Right. Um, so uh, I want to ask you another question here to wrap up, but I, I want to point out that anybody who wants to get in touch with you can go to outsightnetwork.com. Yes. I think the information will be up on the screen here as well, uh, but you spell outsight, I-G-H-T. Yes. So outsight and network with a K, no fancy anything. It's just that yes. word, those two words together. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's the question I want to ask. Um, if I'm a leader and I've been listening to this and I want to do something, and I, I want to get started now. Uh, there's no big budget, no uh, big department for this, whatever, but there's something tangible that I can do. What would you recommend? I would recommend going to your senior team or maybe randomly pick 10 employees in your company and ask them a question like, what does the world most need us to do? Or what would you miss most if this company went away? Oh, wow. Or what are we doing that we shouldn't be doing? Or what are we not doing that we should be? So pick a question, ask 10 people. Then find 10 customers and ask them the same question. And one of the things I love to see, do the answers inside the building match the answers outside of the building? And what's different about that? And what can we learn from our, our assumptions based on how different or how similar those answers are. Wow. Kay, I want to thank you for the time that you've given for us to talk this through a little bit. And we do hope it will be of help to any of you who are listening. Uh, and if, again, there is something you'd like to discuss further, uh, you can reach Kay through the Convene Consulting Network or, again, at their website, outsightnetwork.com. Thank you for listening, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.